I'm Kate Hills and I'm on a one-woman mission to save UK manufacturing. In 2008, I gave up my 20-year career as a fashion buyer because I was disillusioned with how much product was being sourced overseas and I set out to uncover some of the amazing businesses that were still making in Britain. Since founding Make It British, I've discovered that there is not only still tons of manufacturing taking place in the UK, but that it's a thriving industry. I invite you to join me each week when I'll be telling the stories behind some of the best British-made brands and manufacturers and offering advice to those that want to make in the UK. So with no further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to episode 30 of the Make It British podcast. I can't believe I'm up to 30 episodes already. Um, so this week I thought I would do something just a little bit different. Um, so in the over the past 29 episodes, I have brought you interviews. I have brought you tips on manufacturing in the UK and some opinion on some news pieces about making in Britain. Um, and so today's episode, I thought I'd do something a little bit different and I would discuss some of my favourite products that are made here in the UK. And the category that I've chosen to discuss this week is something that is very, very dear to my heart, and that is shoes. So when I had my corporate job in buying, I was known for being somewhat obsessed with buying shoes, particularly designer high-heeled shoes. Um, and I still have my love of shoes. I don't quite have the occasions to wear them as much as I used to. I always pull out a few flashy pairs of heels when it comes to our to our events. Um, but there are still a lot of shoes made in the UK, not as many high-heeled shoes as I would like, um, but quite a cross-section. So that's what I wanted to cover today. I won't be talking about so much of the traditional Northampton shoemakers like Cheney and Trickers and Churches and all of those well-known Northampton footwear brands with the Goodyear welted sole to give them their sort of technical construction term. Um, I'm not going to be talking about a lot of those today because many of those brands already get a lot of exposure and are known for being made in Britain. So I'm going to bring you a list of some of my favourites that are more unusual brands that are manufactured in the UK that you may not necessarily have heard of. Now, if you want to um, see a list of a much more comprehensive list of brands of shoes made in Britain, we do have such a list on our Make It British website. So I will pop that in the show notes for this podcast, which you can find at makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash zero three zero. And so I'll pop the list there. But now I am going to go through my list of some of my favourite and more unusual footwear brands that are made in the UK. Now, the first one I want to discuss is a company called Yull, purely because I love the Yull brand. They're the high-heeled 
shoes that I um, that I'm particularly keen of. And Sarah Watkinson Yell, who launched the business a few years ago now, has made me a couple of bespoke pairs, especially to wear for my event. So I feel like she needs an extra special shout out on this podcast today. Part of her range is not made in the UK. She has two levels to her range, to the footwear, to the Yell footwear range. There are a collection that are made overseas, and then she also has her top-end collection, which is made in East London. And they are really beautiful, and they are also really, really comfortable, and very reasonably priced too, considering that the quality they are and the fact they're made in Britain. So that is, they're well worth checking out. That name was Yull, Y-U-L-L. Um, so they're my first pick. My second one, um, which is what you'll find me wearing when I'm um, feeling much more casual than wearing I'm, when I'm wearing a high-heeled shoe, is my um, Walsh trainers. So I've been a big fan of Walsh trainers for many, many years, since I started Make It British, actually. What I love about them is that they come in amazing um, colours. They do neutral colours, but they also come in a lot of amazing bright colours. I've got several orange pairs, for instance, which is my favourite colour. And they're all made in a brilliant factory in Bolton. I visited the factory and it's pretty much as it would have been when Norman Walsh set up the factory in 19... 1961, I think it was. And they're, um, they're originally made as running shoes. Now, Norman was actually the man who made the shoes worn by Roger Bannister when he um, did his four-minute mile. So uh, that was when Norman was a shoemaker and before he set up his own company, that was Walsh. And they have, have had a bit of a resurgence in the last decade or so and they are fabulously comfy trainers. They really are. So I can't say I do much running in them. <laughs> I wear them more as a fashion item. Um, but the history of the brand is particularly interesting. It's well worth checking out. And I will put the link to the Norman Walsh website in the show notes of this podcast so you can take a look. The next um, footwear company that I'm going to talk about is something very different from the previous two and it's actually Celtic & Co. Now Celtic & Co are a UK manufacturer. They make all sorts of products now from clothing to footwear to slippers but they very first started out by making uh, a sheepskin boot which you probably know as a style called the Ugg boot but actually Celtic & Co were the original manufacturers of this sheepskin boot because, of course, the part of the southwest of England where they are based was always traditionally an area for sheepskin manufacturing, and it still is. There's still a few sheepskin manufacturers down there, and Celtic & Co being one of them. So they do um, all sorts of sheepskin footwear. I bought my daughter a pair recently, um, and she is very, very pleased with them. She says they're super, super comfy and warm. And they are also a fraction of the price of the well-known Australian brand who make a similar product. So if you like your um, sheepskin Ugg boots, make sure instead you buy a pair of Celtic & Co because they're the original and British made version of the boot. Um, so they're well worth checking out. 
Next, I want to talk about a company called Goral. So like Walsh, they are a, what they make trainers um, predominantly at the moment, but they in the past have made all sorts of footwear. It's actually a business based in Sheffield, a family business that was set up in the 1930s. And they've made um, all sorts of footwear in Sheffield for, for three generations. There's three generations of the Goral family that have run the footwear business. I've been to their factory. It's really quite a fantastic place. They make their own brand, their own Goral footwear brand, and also do some contract work for some other footwear brands. They make things to a really, really high standard. And it's obviously quite unusual to find a footwear manufacturer in Sheffield. And it was actually quite tricky. I remember when I went to visit their place because it's pretty much in the centre of Sheffield and not really where you would expect it to be. So yeah, they make um, trainers now under their own brand, the Gold brand. I think they're just about to launch a new collection. I've got a couple of their original collection, which I bought about a year ago, and they make them for both men and women. And they are so beautifully made. They're leather lined. They're really, really comfortable. Um, and I always get comments when I wear them. People say, wow, where'd you get those from? And I say, wow, made by Goral in Sheffield. So yeah, check those, them out because they're a, they're a little known brand at the moment. But I think the Goral footwear brand is going to be big. Another family business that makes shoes, um, who are also a member of Make It British, is Crown Northampton. Now, that's run by the Woodford family. Now, they obviously are based in Northampton. They're the first brand, footwear brand from Northampton that I've mentioned so far. But unlike your traditional um, Cheney or Tricker style Goodyear welted boot, um, Crown Northampton make all sorts of different styles and they um they've been going since since oh, just over 100 years since 1908 with the same family running the business they they have quite an interesting range of flat shoes predominantly now their crown northampton brand is leather trainers but they also do things like slippers and jazz shoes i've yet to try out a pair of their shoes but i am hoping to get up there and visit them very, very soon in Northampton and to also get um, a member of the Woodford family on the podcast. So listen out for that one um, coming up very soon. Okay, now on to something very, very different again is a brand called Diazia. I hope I pronounced that right. I'm pretty sure I have. Um, set up by a lady called Charlene, Charlene Shearer. And her shoes, well, they're, they're too beautiful. They're, they're, you couldn't even wear them outside. They're so beautiful. You wouldn't want to get them wet or get them dirty. They are absolutely exquisite, handmade by Charlene herself. You have to see them to believe them. They're stratospheric, high-heeled, satin. They've got marabou feathers on and all sorts of beautiful beautiful details and she makes a lot of her shoes to order and Charlene herself I know does also teach other shoemakers how to make shoes and how to make handmade shoes which really is you know a very skilled art and to actually own a pair of shoes that are handmade by someone 
um, is really, really special. So I would uh, recommend if you love really beautiful shoes, definitely check out Diasha. Or maybe if you're a man listening to this podcast, they're the sort of pair of shoes you might want to buy as a gift for a special lady in your life. A podcast about my favourite British made shoes would not be complete without me talking about Freed, the ballet shoe maker who have a factory in East London making ballet shoes for the best and top ballerinas in the entire world. Um, I've been to the Freed factory in East London. It's amazing. It's unlike any other sort of footwear production that you'd ever see because every single ballet shoe is made by hand and it requires a lot of strength and a lot of skill. And the guys that are making these ballet shoes, I mean, they are they are big and they are muscly and they're making these tiny little delicate pale pink satin shoes. Um, but the way they have to stretch them, hand stretch them over the last, which if you've ever seen shoes being made, a lot of the lasting um, in factories is done by machine. But with the ballet shoes, they have to be done by hand and they're stretching these things and then hammering them. You've got these big guys and then they've got all, each one has got their own little booth where they're making shoes and the ballerinas will specifically ask for a certain shoemaker from Freed to make their shoes and no one else's shoes. And each one of the makers has a little stamp a little emboss which he puts on the bottom of the ballet shoes that he's made and he will make for certain ballerinas that only um will only have one shoemaker making their shoes and quite a lot of these guys in the factory as well have the pictures of the ballerinas that they make for with their autographs um wearing these beautiful shoes and I do know that recently Freed started also making um, different coloured ballet shoes for people with different colour skin and not just pale pink um, ballet shoes. I think they've got a whole range of skin colours in their ballet shoes now, which is truly kind of groundbreaking. No one else was doing that. Um, but this, the place where they make them is brilliant. You know, it's it's in, the, in a side street in Hackney. You wouldn't know um, from the outside that it was a huge kind of cavern of all this craftsmanship going on. And as well as making the ballet shoes in the factory, they also make dance shoes. So the sort of shoes that people might wear on Strictly Come Dancing um, on the telly. So ballroom dancing shoes. It really is a fantastic place. I don't know whether they do open days, but if they do... Freed, um, the Freed Footwear Factory in East London is certainly somewhere if you're interested in manufacturing that you might want to go and take a look at. Someone else I wanted to make sure I mentioned as one of my favourite British footwear manufacturers is a chap called Joseph Azaguri. And he manufactures his shoes um, not far from where I live. He is um, based in Wimbledon in southeast London and he is interesting because he hasn't always made his shoes in London. He actually brought the production of a lot of his shoes back to his London atelier rather than having them made overseas and many of his shoes are actually made to order as well. So you you go in, you choose the shoes that you, the style of shoe that you want, you choose your leather and and 
he will actually, Joseph will actually make them for you to order in his South London atelier. Again, I've yet to purchase myself a pair of Joseph Barrett's Azaguri shoes, which is shocking, really, considering he's only based just up the road. So I think actually having done this podcast, it's going to prompt me to go and pay a visit to Joseph. We did interview him for the Make It British website a couple of years ago now, and he's a really fascinating chap as a designer and a designer maker who makes his own shoes. So I'll put a link to where you can find Joseph Azaguri's shoes as well, as well as all of the other brands that I've mentioned on this podcast today um, in the show notes for this episode. And just before I go, there is one more that I really couldn't leave out um, because I'm a big fan, and that is Gina Shoes. Now, Gina make all of their shoes in London I've not managed to get my foot in the door, excuse the pun there, to go and see them being made. I do own a couple, is it two or maybe three pairs of their shoes, which I have bought to wear to my event. I have to say they are exquisitely made, so refined, so beautiful, the finest leather, um, but they're not as comfortable as some of the other British made shoes that I have. Oh God, I hope you're not listening in. <laughs> Anyone from Gina's shoes. They're beautiful. Maybe my feet are just a little bit too wide, um, but they're all made in London. And uh, a, lot, a lot of people know. I mean, it's a huge worldwide brand. And some people, when I say that the Gina's shoes are made in London, are really quite surprised that they are still made there. So if you're in the market for a pair of very special British-made high-heeled shoes, then go and snap up a pair of Gina's. Now, at the other completely opposite end of the spectrum um, is a new brand that I am quite often sporting around the house, and they are called Rudels, and they're actually a slipper brand and they've they are very British indeed. They're a sheepskin slipper but a very stylish one and the uppers of the slipper are made with British wool with fabric from Hainsworth which is a very old woolen mill in um, Yorkshire and the body of the slipper is made in Somerset and they are really comfy so they couldn't be more different to those Gina shoes and they are generally what you find me slipping around the house in um, when I'm at home. They're obviously for men and women and they're very stylish um, and, and lovely slippers. I would highly recommend them. And then last but by absolutely no means least is Hotter shoes. Now I had to include Hotter in here because they are the UK's biggest shoemaker. And surprisingly, still a lot of people don't know of them or don't know that they make in the UK. But they actually make 2.2 million pairs of shoes every year in their factory, which is in Skelmersdale in Lancashire. And they're a business that are doing extremely well and growing rapidly, which is re always really, really good to hear about any UK manufacturer. So Hotter, get a big thumbs up from me just because they are the biggest shoemaker in the UK. 
So I hope you enjoyed that rundown of my 10, I think there was 10 there, favourite and probably lesser known British made footwear and shoe brands. Uh, like I said at the beginning, if you do want a comprehensive list of all of the footwear made in the UK, or pretty much all, I mean, that's quite a big claim, isn't it? But there's a lot of brands that are made in the UK that we've got on a list on our Make It British website. I'll put a link on the show notes, but I will also, in the notes for this podcast, I will put a link to the 10 companies that I've mentioned here so you can go and explore their website. And I'm sure there is something for everyone in the brands that I've mentioned today. So do um, give me your feedback. Tell me if you own any pairs of shoes from any of the 10 companies I've mentioned today, or if not, what your favourite British made shoes are. Either leave a comment on the show notes for this podcast, which you can find at makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash 030, or pop me a little review on iTunes. I would really appreciate that. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks very much for listening. Bye bye. If you're interested in discovering UK manufacturers from the fashion, textiles and homeware sectors, you should definitely come to our trade show, Make It British Live. The next event is taking place on the 29th and 30th of May 2019 at the Business Design Centre in London. With over 200 exhibitors, inspiring talks just like the ones you've been listening to on this podcast and interactive workshops, it's the perfect place to network with others that want to see UK manufacturing thrive again. Registration is now open. Just go to makeitbritishlive.com forward slash register to register for a free ticket. If you're a British-made manufacturer or brand and want to find out how your business can benefit from being involved in the show, just visit makeitbritishlive.com forward slash exhibit, fill out a short questionnaire and one of my team will get straight back to you. To reach out to me personally, the best place to do this is via LinkedIn. Just look up Kate Hills and you'll find me. You'll also find me on Twitter at Make It British and Instagram at Make It British too. For all show notes for these podcasts, just go to makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash podcast and you'll find all the details. And make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing in iTunes, Stitcher or whichever is your preferred podcast app. And I really would love it if you left me a little review on iTunes. The more reviews this podcast receives, the more people will discover it and the more we can spread the word about making in the UK. Thanks once again for listening to the Make It British podcast. Bye.